Welcome to the Pixel Classroom podcast where we talk about passion, innovation, epilepsy awareness, entrepreneurship, gaming, and more. This educational podcast is meant for everyone out there looking to expand their horizons, learn for about pop culture news, and more. And I am your host, Ryan Reed. And you can look more on my classroom website at classroomsnextlevel.wordpress.com, better known as Dice Up the Classroom. Now, let's get into the most latest episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 for the Pixel Classroom podcast all by myself today, uh, just like previous episodes. It's hard to believe we're getting ready to wrap season three down. I mean, it's hard to believe after over 100 episodes that we're getting ready to wrap up the third season here. Um, I have one more guest here coming up, uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks here, as well as my uh, school year wrap up like I like to do every every year, which I've been doing for quite a while between my website at uh, the pixel classroom you can check that out at classroomsnextlevel.wordpress.com it's just gotten a major new fresh coat of paint and some reorganization there's a little bit more uh into the works there to get the page reorganized it's been a little crazy though with uh everything here as uh i like to have things for some reason break around the house my microwave my stove my sub pump and you know all of a sudden all the money goes away because updating that kind of website i usually kind of like to hire a professional off fiverr.com and they usually update it beautifully for me too but you know it's just right now the funds have kind of gone to a much more immediate piece too so what is this episode which is called walking the career path well i think that's a really interesting uh piece here um does you know the average uh the average um u.s and canadian citizen will have officially eight jobs not just jobs you know that could be anywhere from you know delivering the newspaper to you know as i say uh book bookkeeping and journaling um before they're 32 and uh, actually according to current status it's more likely you will have 12 jobs before you are 32 though that has majorly changed because of the pandemic because many more people have retired or have left the uh, left their positions for various reasons so there is actually a huge open market out there but mine's been always a very interesting as many people know i've uh, worked everywhere from uh, petco you know being a pet handler to you know in my current position here as a business and tech teacher and i've also been a facilitator coordinator or director i have you know ran a coffee shop i've been a food handler i've been a i've been a stores clerk in several positions i've ran catering i have you know worked in office jobs and so forth and it's quite quite the piece here and of course doing individual work like my perler beads and a few other pieces so it's it, it's really interesting about the path i've been on and you know i have three degrees you know i have my bachelor's my master's and of course, my doctorate, which is hard to believe, was two years ago when I officially uh, completed that um, actually here because this is uh, recorded uh, end of April, which is when I had turned in the final drafts to the uh, ProQuest and Market before graduation was done. So actually, it's officially two years because that was when my final draft here, which is actually sitting in front of me. Remember, get your copy, too, of, uh, you know, Dr. Ryan Reed's dissertation. You can find it on ProQuest there about mobile technology and professional development. Go me. <laughs> But um, as some people have followed me on my social media, as well as my previous podcast, especially after just finishing uh, this most recent episode here about uh, Instructional Coach Connections um, by Nathan Ling, um, 
brand, I have, of course, uh, been doing the instructional coaching. I had just registered for my last two classes a couple weeks ago. Um, they are running on back to back on a Tuesday and Wednesday. They're completely online. They start middle of June and they end uh, just uh, middle of July. So really, it's basically just a six week course. Um, and that's it. Once those are done, I uh, turn everything in. I'm supposed to take the certification test at our testing center here at the local uh, ROE. Um, region of education office, if you're wondering what that means for people who aren't in education. And then, uh, knock on wood, I'll be officially certified as an instructional coach. Um, I'm hoping to have that end by far in the fall. But as many other people know, I've been looking for an instructional coach role um, for a bit because technically that's what I was working as back at CLS as the technology facilitator because a facilitator technically is an instructional coach. They might just do more of the mainframe and uh, infrastructure for um, mobile technology and working uh, instructional technology. But, you know, I had to teach the teachers and the kids uh, many times, too, from, you know, pre, you know, pre-kindergarten to, of course, high school age. So basically that was a uh, instructional technology coach. And then, of course, when I became a, a coordinator at Jackson, why we had instructional um, coaches and I worked with, honestly, some of the best ones there. They know who they are, including ones out. Shout out for them, please. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's, you know, what I worked with him. But that's really what made me realize the role, because originally I went for my doctorate was because I knew instructional technology wasn't going to go away. COVID happened as well as other pieces, too. So we've pretty much seen about the need for technology in both the classroom as well as the business and private sectors, government and so forth. And even just, you know, you and me uh, sitting in our own homes or places to communicate with Pichos as well as work with uh, avenues with that. So, you know, we did not see it go away, which, you know, what I knew way back then. But, you know, I didn't really know the position was, you know, like I said, I worked the instructional coat, uh, I should say instructional technology facilitator and coordinator later became co-director as well as manager of technology at my previous schools. But it was really taking everything when I learned the instructional coaches that that was really what I was aiming for. But at the same time as I needed to get my teaching certificate, which people have heard me rant about that so many years now it seems to be after all that junk I went through and all the crazies and hoops I jumped through if I was going to go for a teaching certificate now they would have basically said oh you got that degree okay pass this class all right you good okay here shake your hand uh pass this test you're good you're good get a thing um you don't have anything uh, illegal against you welcome being a teacher versus you know <laughs> four long years of just trying to get my certificate now I could basically get it done in a couple of months it's um very nerve wracking. It's very upset, including people that said, well, we're supposed to have harder tests. So, you know, we have better teachers. Now, those same people actually left the teaching position for various reasons from early retirement to they just didn't like how, you know, um, districts and politics got for them and their jobs. And those are the people that left, which is definitely explains, you know, when they have that kind of attitude towards anything, as they say, they can't take the heat. So speaking of heat, let me tell my drink of water there because I just like to do it. I like to keep these uh, episodes unedited because it's easier for me because it's all what's on my mind. But so walking the career path, what is it? Um, one thing when I was really young, um, getting a job was basically the very simple things that many of our students or younger kids see too is, you know, it's, it's money to buy things I want, you know, whether it's games or movies or hanging out with friends or just, you know, getting the local fast food places or so forth or getting that awesome new bed or, you know, sound system or computer like I'm talking at now. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting when we, you know, when I walked into my undergraduate in theater, I did business on the side because I figured if I wasn't going to, you know, make it out in Hollywood, which I never did, 
I was going to be finding an office job. And I worked several office jobs. I mean, I was a huge marketing person. I worked a lot with stores and uh, rights and pieces for local businesses in Sycamore. But sadly, I never got hired full time. And the people they did hire full time who had either a minor or a degree in that, they never lasted. And that's what was weird. And later, my managers apologized too, saying we should just hired you, Ryan, because you would done that. And, you know, and it's something that's really happened to me. I mean, when I worked at um, Northern Illinois University in the Home Student Center um, for the Blackhawk Dining in the Stores area for catering too, um, they kept promoting other people, which I understood because they were they are longer than me. But nobody wanted to give me a promotion, even though I was there all the time. I, 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 the rule was back then, if you worked a thousand hours or more, they had to hire you full time. If not, they would lay you off for a full month, which wasn't great because you had no money. I mean, you didn't get paid after that last paycheck came because you only got paid twice a month, which was the first and 15th of the month. That's just kind of what happened. But what was really unfortunate was is um, my mother and a couple of people she worked with and people had knew me since I was way little. Um, overheard the managers at the time saying, well, we can't have hire Ryan. He's too much of a people person. They're like, what do you mean he's too much people? There's like, well, you know what? I, I might have done this job and I might make a couple of hundred thousand a year because they were in the 6K range, but he'll just be miserable by the time he gets to my age versus the fact they were like and have a retirement and actually have sustainability and actually have a comfort and actually having the money to support a home and a family like he wants. Well, that's him. That's not me. They basically said, Ryan can't have my life. Wouldn't they basically, that's not how you want to view people. One thing that's happened to a lot of people, and this doesn't matter what section error is, is you get a family member or you get a person you work with or you get a, you know, a boss or a administrator who basically says like, you're right for the position. You're good for the position, but I don't want you to end up like me someday. So you cannot be promoted. You cannot get in that position, even though you show yourself to be a natural leader or a person to work your butt off for everything. Cause that's, you know, that's it, but you can't have it because you're going to have my life. You're going to be miserable or you're going to get in a relationship. You're going to divorce early and you're going to do X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And people seem to just have this problem of thinking they have to make, they have to make your life, their lives, even though they might not be in it their whole life. They're not going to live forever. It doesn't matter if, like I said, if it's a worker or family member. And it, it's amazing how discouraging that is because, you know, three things happen. One, you say, okay, you're right. I'm just supposed to be a, a peon for the rest of my life. So I'll just make, you know, I'll just work this, barely get anywhere, and I should just be happy I have a job. Or, you know, they feel they fear you because you're, you you might take their job, even though they know they're not going to be in that job forever. They're going to retire. They, they're going to leave or, you know, unfortunately pass away. And it's basically a territorial thing. Or the other person basically goes, you know, as I've been accused of letter, it'd be a loyalist. You basically said, well, forget that. I'm just going to do my job really good. And I'm going to prove to you, I am worth that position, or I am going to do myself so better. And then you're burnt out. They put harder work on you, or they try to keep finding excuses to make you want to quit because they know if they fire you, that doesn't look very good. But it also at the same time is they're basically trying to drive you away to make themselves look better. And then they wash, rinse, repeat, or they get people that are just like, oh, yes, they don't have the same views as me, so I don't have to worry about them wanting a position, higher job. We'll just give them the normal, you know, increased pay or raise or just the regular positions just naturally so that way nobody raises questions. And, you know, that turns into a problem. I mean, one thing about me when I was at Christian Life and even Jackson, um, I was looking for a different position because, um, you know, working in private schools and parochial, um, unfortunately I was not working in positions which were high salary. I mean, I had more demands. I mean, my wife's, um, 
office she worked in folded up and then she was unemployed. So I was handling all that, you know, my son, ADHD, you know, my wife's, you know, epilepsy and, you know, it, things got expensive and then things would happen. The car would break down, had a need to get in a car and it got to the point too, and debt would increase. You know, I was trying to finish up my doctorate degree and, you know, it just got to the point too, where it's like, okay, I, I just need to move on thing. The, the rays are good. I love these people, but I want to leave on my own power and just find a position. And I did that. And Unfortunately, things would happen. And then these schools or other companies would hire their friends, somebody's cousin's son who sang choir with them. No, sorry, folks. True story. This is a true story. And you were like, excuse me, I'm right here doing the job or I'm proving my thing and you want to hire a person thing. I mean, I worked with one person. He didn't even have his degree. He was barely 20 years old. He was the son of a friend of theirs. And he was a nice guy and he knew what he was doing. And they offered him a 50,000 year job before he was even 21. <laughs> and, you know, I had been working in the position for almost three years at that point and been doing his job, but they didn't want me to have it. And it was like, wait, what? And he stayed there for quite a couple of years and eventually left another day. He did finish his undergraduate degree and ended up walking away with a hundred thousand dollar a year job. And believe it or not, he teaches um, business and um, hospitality services. And it's like, wait, wait a minute, that that doesn't make sense. But, you know, he did everything like, you know, I've done myself is, you know, show your good job, do with it. Um, when the opportunity comes, you know, apply yourself or, you know, go for it. But, you know, don't, you know, don't, you know, take for granted the position you have. And unfortunately, that's something that's happened to me a lot over the years. I mean, it's like me, too. I mean, I've had to take over my department after my coworker left. I've had to train full time subs. I've had to take over PDs. I've had to be an acting division leader, even though I'm not officially that division leader, even though I do get the stipend for it, which I'm not complaining about. I'm very happy about that. But, you know, at the same time, as many people says, why didn't Ryan just give it officially and just move on from there? Well, he's got to do this, but I've worked hard trying to do everybody else and hold things. And you know what? It's not been easy. I had had nights this past year where I went home crying. I think I went home crying more this year than I have uh, since COVID started, before COVID started, or even in previous pieces, because I had a handle of it, but I had to get into the classroom and I had to do my job, but then I had to help other people because as I've said with the Pixel Classroom, the L is for leadership. I had to be a good leader. It doesn't mean it's an easy job. It really isn't. But, you know, I've also had issues. I had an incident in the classroom with a couple of students that led to me having a syncope collapse situation because they would not let something go and they just did it to be them and to, you know, do things that were not really ethical, in my opinion. But People got behind him because like, yeah, I rather think we make a good argument because let's show them how, 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 how we're right and you're wrong, even though you're the classroom teacher and you manage your minute when you don't know something, you just don't know something. They felt bad afterwards. And then some just moved on and now it's been a few weeks and honestly, it's been forgotten. I mean, I've remembered it. I mean, I was on the floor and hurt and I was recovering in the nurse's office for a couple hours and I had a paramedic check me out. I've got to go through a sleep study and a stress test. I can't wait to ride my treadmill. You know, I'm 40 pounds thinner than I have been in two years. So, hey, <laughs> I guess we'll find out there. But I mean, it, it, it gets to you a lot. And I heard some words from my principal as well as some co-work that I do appreciate you. Don't ever think I don't appreciate you. You do so much and I don't know how you handle it some days. And sometimes you just need people to tell you that. And other times, you know, you get people say like, yeah, I understand they want to move on. They want to, you know, be recognized or they want to, you know, move on because they do have career expectations. They don't want to just settle. But then they say, well, they can do it here. But then nobody offers you the opportunity to go in that position. You know, even though you get the degrees and you show leadership in years and it seems, you know, some people get it much easier. I mean, 
um, local school district around here, which I tried working for a couple of times, they had a guy get the job because he was a friend of somebody who lived a half an hour. Meanwhile, I lived literally in the backyard of the school. I mean, seriously, I lived in the backyard of the school and they gave him the job. And then he found a job that was a little closer to him. So, you know, he said, oh, I'm going to quit and go to this job. And he gave plenty of notice, says, hey, I'm leaving at the end of the semester. Don't worry about it. They're like, oh, OK, no problem. Well, then he got there and didn't like the job. So he quit right off the bat, barely even started day one of it, went back to the old school and said, hey, can I have my job position back? Thing? And they said, oh, sure. Six months later, they 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 promoted him. And then they had to find another teacher again in the middle of this of, this, of the school year. It was like wait a second how does that work and the truth is it does happen i mean we always talk about the boys club the girls club the in crowd the cliques and everything else and as much as it's 2022 and i think the world's definitely shown us about people and everything else people will have no pro do you know you know fall up to success as the old saying goes and there's some people where you know they do things enough and people always reward them I mean, they do, they, they, I mean, they do a good job, but you know, they basically showed that like, well, if a, you know, something that's going to make more money or something's closer to me, I'm going to quit and leave. But then the fact that the door is open for them to come back to it without even a thought versus like, Hey, you chose to leave. Sorry about that. Whatever. I mean, I worked at a movie, you know, people know I worked at a movie theater years ago. We had a manager who left, you know, to go to school. She was an assistant manager. She left for a year. She came back saying, well, you know what? I'm moving back to the area. I need a job. But they said, okay, no problem. But you're going to have to work concessions and the projectors and just be an usher. We can't just make you an assistant manager again. She said, fine, that's okay. She took a lower salary. She did her job. She was there in her year. And I mean, she was a great person to work with. And, you know, and after that, you know, she did get another job and everything. She moved on. But, you know, it, it was the kind of thing. And then we've had people like, oh, here's your old job back. And you know what? We're going to give you a promotion in salary wait, where's that fair? <laughs> you know, and it, and it doesn't, and it does, I mean, this happens in everything, like I said, public and private sector, you know, uh, government and even private business or micro businesses where all of a sudden the person comes back and, you know, you understand, oh, they're coming back to what they were paid for it, but then they give them a promotion, a higher end, and then they quit a couple months later. Um, even though they said, oh, I was going to stay there, you know, it, 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 it definitely makes you just kind of wonder what we do. I mean, I think, Something I've always was instilled in since I was younger is to really do your job, but know when it is time to walk away, but also know to, you know, do what you are, you want to do, what you're passionate about. I mean, like I said, Pixel Classroom, P is for passion, unconditional passion, the up. You know, I've always done that. I mean, I was just right here. I was part of the, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Canva Classroom here with Amanda Fox and a bunch of other astronauts. And I got to say, I, I loved it. And I just love doing that. I mean, like I said, I'm working on my own book right now, but I had to go with, you know, someone kind of pushing me like, Hey, Ryan, we, we, we need to make this book happen. Even though I've been trying to want to do this book for a couple of years and yeah, it's changed, but people don't, you know, reach out and say, Hey, let's get this done. I, it took somebody to finally say, let's make this happen. And let's go with your schedule to make it happen. You know, versus I've written it and, you know, done things. And then people just say, well, it's got a good chance you need to change it. Or, you know what? And I don't think this is a good time for it. I think the big thing is time waits for no person. Like I said, you know, it's like me, I have a 70% chance right now after I get recording this, cause I've, I've got to go to a, uh, I got to go to a, I'm going to the local school for business. Well, I have a 70% chance to get in my car and get into a car accident and die. Then, um, having a 30% chance of ever moving to a new career or being into a promotion. That's a very interesting statistic that you have a better chance of getting hurt walking out of your, out of your, you know, office door. And that's true. I mean, you have a 39% chance. I walk out this door and I trip on something. I mean, not hurt, you know, not hurt myself, but I have a 39% chance to hurt myself, but it's a 9% chance higher 
then you you know you you meet a promotion or you lead to a new job position that's really interesting too just like you have an 80 percent chance of success on a new lesson or a new business practice you're going to do but you have a 15 percent chance that anybody else is going to follow that model very interesting thought process and those are statistics guys go ahead and look them up there they're, they're they're pretty real these are these are actually empirical evidences it's very trimp i mean there are a bunch of people way above my way above my life uh, salary <laughs> that do this stuff for a living. And honestly, it's kind of cool to read it, but I like it. They're always looking, they're always growing. They're saying, well, yeah, that was like I said, at the beginning of this episode about how many jobs you'll work before you're 32. That's changing, but there's a lot of research into it from people for it. I mean, the last couple of years have really shown that's changed a lot now. So, you know, statistically wise, because as they say, people can lie, but the numbers don't. And that's very true, but that's also why you're always growing. You're always changing. There's never just definitely one answer besides the fact that water hydrates you like me right now. Ah, nice filtered water. Anyhow. So what's the point of all this? I think the best way to approach this is, is that only you can choose what makes you happy. Um, what you want to do with your life, what you want to do with your career, what is important to you. And, you know, it's always a lie because sometimes we get caught in other people's dreams. We get taught, you know, we get caught in people us giving us critiques and criticism and saying, maybe you're right. And all of a sudden your life goes to very large and depressing. Sometimes you're really more willing to help it. But then when you like, as they say, you're in a room by yourself, you know, moving that mountain, no matter how successful you can feel, it feels that the, the rocks are falling on you you know, which definitely has happened to me over the several, several years, not just in the last year or the last couple of years. This has been going on for a long time for me, but there are other people that would love to have my own, love to have the failures I've had and the successes. And there are a lot of people that would say, yeah, I've had all these successes, but I would like to have what you have, Ryan. Read a good comic, have a nice, you know, beautiful family, a wife, a son, a dog, you know, parents that are still alive, stuff like that. And, you know, it's true. I think we all can't do it. I think the biggest thing is here is we choose the path that we want to be successful at what's going to make us feel fulfilled. And sometimes we're never going to feel fulfilled. It's going to get all of a sudden we retire and say, hey, you know what? I want to now go travel the world or I want to go climb the mountains or, you know what? I just want to sit down and work on trains or read comics and do journaling. A lot of people do that. It's what makes them happy and so forth. But I think one thing we always get a problem is, is the old saying goes is we get we get upset over the life we have in our heads and the life that is given to us because we only have one life to live and we only have one thing. We live every day. We do. And, you know, it's, it's just where we go and so forth. And, you know, sometimes you got to take those chances and sometimes you got to know when, you know, that voice in your head's like, no, really, you can't, you can't do this. This is not good. This is not ethical. This is not safe and so forth. It, it, it's just how it is. And we walk this path so, so tightly and we slowly veer off some directions. And sometimes that fork in the road is a great choice for us, but other times it's just a very difficult decision and sadly as much as we try to it other people come in feeling like they have an opinion on things and sometimes they're right and many times they're not and we've got to be able to hold strong into who we are and not to give up who we are i think the biggest thing i've had to deal with all my life is is people said i could not be who i was i couldn't read comics i couldn't enjoy sci-fi i had to have a nice i had to have this perfect career and everything else too i had to travel the world i had to do this i had to have money in my account which isn't true. It is true. But at the same time is if I didn't have it right this second, I needed to have it now or you're going to be miserable. And they didn't understand that made me miserable. And that's been a really hard thing. And that sadly is a story that so many of us have taken. 
doesn't matter where we are in our lives or what careers, whether we're living in a small middle of nowhere place out in a park, or we have the nice three, you know, three, you know, story house mansion, you know, at some point that's basically is that's what people said. You got to have that life. And many times we do. And other times we realize we're not happy here and people got to suffer because of it. So I think the biggest thing is I want to say with this message here about walking that career path is do what makes you happy. Do what you know is going to make you feel successful at the end of the day. And don't be afraid to take new chances. But also know, too, sometimes your choices do affect others hugely, as I just said in my little story about what happened a few weeks ago. Always remember, you can't always have everybody to your view. You have to be open to them. And at the same time is when you see people you know are going to be successful in something, don't just keep waiting around saying, oh, I just got to drop it at the right time. They might not be here tomorrow. And sometimes you got to speak and say like, hey, I want you to take this position. I want you to take this chance. Or you know what? I think you need to speak at this because I think you'd be really good at it. Instead of like, well, they got to come to me or they've got to ask me in person. I'm not just going to hand it out to them. Well, guys, folks, get the handout thoughts in, out of your mind. Handout is an, it, it's, it's a hand up as in high five. You are doing a successful run. You need to hear that. And I want you to try to grow as a person that make me not make it so I look bad. Don't ever do that. Always remember to be empathetic and kind to each other. And I wish we'd have a lot more of that. I know in the world right now, that's not a lot of it. That's not happening. There's a lot of, of horror and unkindness out there in the world. But there's hope. And there's always hope. And there's always hope in ourselves. And that we can have a better tomorrow because we know it's not going to be a perfect life. Mr. Rogers said it perfectly. No one has a perfectly happy life. There's always going to be struggles. There's always going to be problems. But to always be who you are and always be happy with what you do. And that will lead to a happy life, which is a great line. So Fred Rogers still had it right after all these decades. So that's what I want to leave on to everybody else. Thank you for listening to me talk here for the last 25 minutes. Um, have a wonderful day. Thank you for everything you're doing. And if you think of anything, go ahead and send me a message or leave a little uh, little piece here. And uh, definitely think about a review and click to subscribe. Season's getting ready to wrap up here. And I've got a lot planned for season four, actually, already. I've been making my notes. So I love you all. Thanks for listening and have a good day. Thank you once again for listening to the Pixel Classroom podcast. Remember, you can find us all out and me on Twitter at Ryan7Re or Herc78 on Instagram. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please think about subscribing as well as leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. That's all it's going to do for today's Pixel Classroom podcast. We will see you next time with another guest or wonderful reflection here on the Pixel Classroom podcast. Have a fantastic day. Yeah.